Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode 10. No way, Jose. 10 already. Can you add them and eve it? We're in double figures. Crazy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. I am your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Lucy Wilson. Hi. And Tom is over in his studio. So let's get this show kicking off with... Album of the Week! Yeah! It is Album of the Week, and it was my choice last time. And I chose Company by Stephen Sondheim. And as we know, Sondheim is very... Niche. Hmm. I was going to say minor key. Oh. That's how I would have described it. But niche is very good also. Yeah. An acquired taste. It is. It is an acquired taste. Like a fine wine or cheese. Very true. So, Lucy, tell us what you thought of it. Hmm. You could tell it was Sondheim. True. Definitely. Not my favourite thing I've ever listened to. It was... Very son time. It was repetitive, but not necessarily in the good way that his normal stuff is. I didn't find there was much variety from song to song myself. It was okay. Yeah, just you could. It was basically like listening to a son time musical, but it didn't have, for me, that something special. That makes you want to continue listening. But no, I, it was okay. It wasn't bad. I didn't not like it. I just didn't overly like it. I would say my favourite song was Company. Okay. Um, from Company. But again, nothing really stood out to me. Fair enough. So yeah, I'd probably give it two mics. Two? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not a one, so... I found this very interesting, actually, knowing that it was Sundime and stuff that he's done previously, for example, Sweeney Todd, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to kind of be like that and have that sort of feel to it. And it did. But like you say, it just didn't have that that finesse, that je ne sais quoi. I think what it is... If you take, so we're using the example of Sweeney Todd, the thing that compels you to listen is within the story, there is something really dark going on. Whereas with this, it kind of felt like all of the Sondheim repetitiveness and style, but not with something that makes it a bit quirky. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you're saying, I mean, Looking back on it and doing research, so it first went on stage in the 70s. So it was very big then and it was very adult themed and nobody had really done anything like that before. Whereas now I think it's very dated because we've had other adult type shows like Mm. Avenue Q, for example, is like pushes boundaries Yeah, I wouldn't listen to it now and go, oh, this is groundbreaking. No, yeah, it was was a bit odd for me. Okay, but not great. (laughs) 
yeah, it was okay. I enjoyed what I listened to it. A couple of songs I would take out and put into a playlist, but apart from that, I wouldn't listen to it as an album as a whole again. My favorite song was You Could Drive a Person Crazy. That is definitely a song. You could drive a person I crazy. do drive people crazy. <laughs> you do drive a person crazy. True. That is a song that I will take out and put into a playlist. I enjoyed that one. I would give it a two mic as well. Definitely a two mic. Just wasn't my cup of tea. Very outdated, I feel. It's been revived countless times and is coming back in 2022 as well. Really? Yeah, and I don't know... We are only judging it from an album, True. to be fair. Like, we haven't seen it. We don't know the ins and outs of what happens in between each song. True. Although it's a Sondheim show, so I imagine not a lot. So it may be as a show, it's wonderful. As an album, not for me. Yeah, fair enough. And that's the good thing about us doing this. We do just listen to the music and base it on that front. It's just on the music, it's on nothing else. I mean... If you look at the awards it's won, it looks amazing because it has won countless awards. Well, was nominated for countless awards. Yes, so it won. Wow, it has won a lot. I won't go through them all, but it won five Drama Desk Awards, a Theatre World Award... Best score, best book of a musical, best musical, best lyrics. All they're all Tonys nominated for eight Tonys and one two other Tonys. Best direction of a musical, uh, best scenic design, and then has won and been nominated throughout the years. Even the two thousand eighteen production won. Four Olivier's and was nominated for a further six. So, so yeah. people like it. Yeah. Like we're obviously p- just missing something from the album. And I mean, a show isn't just the music. There is so much more to a show. So True. just take our album reviews as an album review, not a show review. That's True. my little note there. I think I know what's missing. We listen to it, just us. You know what we need? Need some more company. (laughs) If an eye roll was a sound. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. No words. (laughs) Why? Did you see that come in? Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay, so that was our review of Company, the musical. Lucy, it's your pick. What are you giving our ears? I? That's such a weird sentence. What's a weird sentence? (laughs) What are you giving our ears? What are you giving our ears? I will tell you what I'm giving your ears. (laughs) Is it not true? I suppose so. It is definitely true. I've lost it now. I am choosing for our album of the week this week, two weeks, (laughs) School of Rock 
The musical、Ooh. original cast recording by Andrew Lloyd Webber in two thousand and fifteen. I haven't listened to this. Nice. I've heard some of them. Well, yeah, I've heard bits, but I haven't actually listened to the album. It's just over an hour long, so not too much of a ordeal to listen to. In fact,、um, I think it's the same length as Company. I bet it will feel shorter though. Company felt really long to me.、Mm, interesting. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, if you don't know anything about School of Rock, you've never heard of it. It's based on a film that Jack Black is in from well, I've at a guess early two thousands. Oh, go on, guess a year. Two thousand and four. Okay, keep telling the people about it, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, it's based on the movie, and Andrew Lloyd Webber turned it into a musical. You know, as he does with a many musical <laughs> to his name. But this is something that I thought was unusual for him to do. Who Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah, when he announced he was doing it, I was、What? quite surprised. I don't know. I just. Jesus Christ Superstar. I know, I know, which is why I don't know why it surprised me. But even Jesus Christ Superstar, you have got that religious element to it, which kind of makes it a bit more traditional. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's got Joseph, which is all so religious. Cats. True. Starlight Express. It's all quite traditional, and you know, I mean, I know JCS is a rock musical, but. The rock musical, some well, would say. Yeah, but this is just rock, and it's very. There's not that kind of core traditional theme in it, so. That, Fair enough. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, me too. And I can tell you, you were a year out for the film. Oh, which it, way? It was two thousand and three. Ah, but very close. Very thank good. You. Thank very you. Very good thank guess. You. Okay, so our album of the week, if you would like to listen along with us, is School of Rock, the musical from two thousand and fifteen. Lucy, tell them what the album cover looks like in case they are looking for it on Spotify. It is black with red writing. That's literally it. No picture. No、literally、nothing.、It. Keep it simple. Yeah, if it's got a picture on it, you're listening to the wrong one. So please do listen along with us and let us know what you think, and you could be featured on the show. That was all for album of the week. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Okay, so now over to Tom to give us a movie musical review. Take it away. Hello, thank you for that wonderful handover. Hello, welcome back to the movie musical segment. We are on double digits today, I believe. Think this is number ten. Congratulations to us all! And what a better way to celebrate double digits than with Mamma Mia! Yes, Mamma Mia! I'm sorry, Jazz. For those of you who don't know, Jazz is not an ABBA fan, therefore not really a Mamma Mia fan. Although recently he's been talking about changing his mind, so I don't know where he currently stands, but I'm sure he'll. I'm sure you'll find out at some point, if not in this episode. Anyway, yeah, today we're talking about Mamma Mia, which you can go and watch on Netflix. Go watch it. Do it right now. There's there's no excuse to not do it, but. No doubt you either own it or have seen it a million times before, or you've seen it once and hated it, because 
it's a bit of a marmite film. Let's 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 be honest. And I'm gonna I'm gonna review this film as uh, I hate this word, but as a cinephile, someone who loves cinema and films and movies, and maybe lose all my credit as someone who enjoys films. We'll we'll see. We'll see. You can make up your own mind. Anyway, so let's talk about Mamma Mia, shall we? First of all, say what you want about Mamma Mia, and it it. If it's negative, then it will be wrong. But say what you want about Mamma Mia. Visually, it's so gorgeous to look at. What a, what a stunning film to look at. Now, you could argue that's just what those parts of Greece look like. And to you, I answer yes, but that's where it's set, you know? So anyway, let's, let's, let's talk about the story first, shall we? So... If you don't know the story, it's about a lady called Donna and her daughter Sophie. And Sophie's getting married. They uh, live in, in an island in Greece. Her mum runs a hotel. And uh, yeah, Sophie's getting married to a guy called Skye. So she wants to uh, send out some wedding invitations. She finds out that her mum had one summer when she was younger where she dated three different guys and she doesn't know which one is her dad. She doesn't know. Neither does the mum. So she decides to invite all three of them without the mum knowing. And the last time the mum saw any of them was that summer. Yeah, so she does that. The The mum uh, has two sort of eccentric friends who are kind of like Sophie's aunties. And then all three of the dads show up and a fun time is had by all. So yeah, let, let's talk about the cast. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep. Now, I think a lot of people, when they think Meryl Streep, think of either, maybe Devil Wears Prada. Whenever I think of Meryl Streep, I think of Donna Sheridan from Mamma Mia. That That is her role. That is what she is known as. She, whatever role she does in the future, as we've spoken about, like with Prom, for example, she is just Donna pretending to be someone else. Meryl Streep, Pretending, to, in fact, probably Donna pretending to be Meryl Streep, pretending to be someone else. Yeah, Christina Baranski and Julie Walters play her best friends. Christina Baranski as Tanya uh, is perfect casting, and to be fair, so is Julie Walters. She, I think, she's one of my favorite actresses. Julie Walters, she's so funny and so fantastic. And I think we're not talking about this film now, but I think they did a really good job of pairing those two in the sequel, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I think those two were the best cast as younger versions. Yeah, we got Amanda Seyfried, who's who's great. She's got a really, really nice voice, same as, as Meryl Streep. And yeah, I think she does, a, she does a pretty decent job as Sophie. Then we've got Dominic Cooper as Skye, and thankfully they keep his singing to a minimum because he's not great, but I think they wanted Dominic Cooper, so yeah. And then we've got the iconic trio, the big three, not the big three from World War II, the big three from Mamma Mia, Pierce Brosnan, Stellan Skarsgård, and Colin Firth as Bill, Sam, and Harry. Now, these people, like, people get trashed. These people in particular, these three, should I say, sorry, uh, for being notoriously terrible. Specifically, Pierce Brosnan, might I add. And funny story about Pierce Brosnan is that he, this was one of the the first sort of films he'd done after dropping out as, as James Bond, or moving on, I guess. And it was filmed, parts of it were filmed in the same studio that Daniel Craig was filming his first Bond film in. So this Brosnan had to sort of run around and, and hide a little bit, which I think is just, just quite funny. But I, I also think these three are the perfect cast, though, because I think they're supposed to play 
three dads, you know, and they're not supposed to be glamorous, attractive dads. They're supposed to be three normal dads. And I think the fact that they can't really sing and dance really cements that as a as a as a character type. And also, you know, you're played off the off the fact that you've got Meryl Streep and Amanda Seyfried. So it's not like no one can sing. They've they've got great voices. So I think it I actually think it was a really wise decision to cast three celebs that can't really sing for the dads. Can't say the same for Sky, unfortunately though, for Dominic Cooper. I feel like Dominic Cooper's character is one of those characters that's supposed to be able to sing. But, you know, I guess he looked right for the part. And it's quite a small part, so you can kind of forgive it in that sense. There's some great songs, let's not forget. I mean, you know all the songs, they're ABBA. But some great songs. Chiquitita, I think, is, a, is one of my favourites. I quite like Our Last Summer. It's terrible, but Colin Firth has just the right closure in his throat <laughs> when he sings it. I know what I'm talking about. Just go and listen to it and you'll understand what I'm getting at. He sounds like a cartoon character. I mean, Mamma Mia, you've got the Levu, the the hen hen knight that gets crashed. Super Trooper from Donna and the Dynamos, iconic. They're all iconic. They're great. They're all great songs. There is nothing bad about this film. Nothing. I know I've actually given it some small critiques, but there's nothing bad about this film. I take it all back. I'm supposed to give these films a rating out of five stars. So I'm gonna give this this film 11 stars out of five. I'd give it more if the universe would let me, but there's not enough stars to go around, unfortunately. So I'm gonna stick with a strong 11 for that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to Mamma Mia 2 at some point, okay? Because I think, you know, that's another important kind of step in 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 the the musical world. I have some thoughts on that. I I really really like it, but I don't like it quite as much as as the original as the first one. But we'll come on to that another day. So if you do want another film sort of in a similar category to go and check out, I would check out that. There's also some great documentaries I watched. So there's Mamma Mia Where Did It All Go Right, which is on Channel 5. And there's ABBA, The Mamma Mia Story, which is an ITV thing. Really, really interesting. I didn't realise how heavily Mamma Mia was connected to 9-11, but essentially that's how they, not in terms of, they didn't do 9-11, but that would be problematic. But that's sort of the reason they got Meryl Streep on board is because it was the first musical she saw after 9-11 happened. And she said, it's the first time me and my family have smiled in a long time. So there's some really cool connections with Mamma Mia. I think it's, it, it gets glossed over as being a bit of a dumb musical, but I think there's some there's reasons that it's it's as big as it is that everyone loves it to an extent. Not everyone, you know what I mean. Also, I think yeah, maybe go and check out uh, the Iron Lady, which is uh, Meryl Streep, the same director, and uh, Meryl Streep where she played Margaret Thatcher. It's not a musical, but you know if you like Streep and you like I think her name's Philippa Lloyd, the lady that directed it or something like that, then uh, go and check it out. Anyway, join in next week and we are going to be reviewing Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The original, not the Johnny Depp one. 1971. Go and check it out on Netflix. Merry Christmas and I'll see you all next time. Bye! Wonderful. Thank you, Tom. So, before we go, one last thing I'd like to talk about because it is a little bit exciting. And I'd like to get your thoughts on it, Lucy. Go on. As this is being released. So today, if you're listening to it on release day, is the day that 
some restrictions are being lifted in the UK and some people will get to go and see a show. So from what I've read, I believe it's limited capacity. Yeah. Up to a thousand and wear masks. I didn't read that part. I would imagine so, so. yeah. Yeah. And all the cars being tested like they were before. I thought they might bring in testing to allow you to go to a show or an event. Very interesting. But they haven't, so... Not yet. No. I think if they had a positive outbreak, then it might get to that point and theatre's hands are forced. I would like to think that most of the population are testing now anyway, with people being back at work. Certainly, if you have a job where you have to be around people like, for example, the NHS or care workers or working in schools, you do have to do at least two lateral flow tests a week. I think that's the bare minimum. So a lot of people will already be doing the testing. And even if you don't have one of those avenues of jobs and you're not required to test, you are able to get tests anyway. Yes, you can. Yeah, you I would can highly recommend. You, you, it gives you a peace of mind then, doesn't it? If you are going sure. to a venue and you, you know you're doing your bit then if you're testing yourself. So yeah, if anybody didn't know, that's spreading the word about that. You or Everybody in the UK can yep. get testing kits yep. to test themselves twice a week. You can. And go and enjoy some theatre. Let us know what you are going to go and see. Lucy, what would you like to see? A million things. Uh, if I said to you, Monday night... Come from away. Come from away. <laughs> what about you? That's exactly what I'd pick. Really? Yeah, I'm oh, desperate let's to go. see it. I'm desperate to see it. Let's, let's just go. Why not? What, on Monday? Yeah. I mean, I'm working. A bit but... busy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I know some people who have got tickets for Monday. That's crazy. Who? crazy willie mckendy so the lady who wrote catfish the musical who we have had previously as album of the week she is going on monday i don't know i don't know what she's going to see she didn't disclaim that but i know that she is she might get followed maybe maybe (laughs) but yeah, it's good. It's exciting, and I can't wait for theatre to be back in full force. It'll be interesting if anybody has got tickets to see anything before we record our next episode. I'd like to hear from you to tell us what the experience was like, because I can't imagine going to see a show where there's such limited capacity of seats. Yeah. Because so much of a show is atmosphere and the audience giving back to the cast on stage. True. So it'll be interesting to hear if you still get that buzzy vibe. True. Yeah, let us know if you get a full view of the stage without somebody's head in the way. Like, Yeah, that's <laughs> That's always my issue. I always get the tallest person sat in front of me. Yeah, you might and, not get that now. You know, being a six-foot guy myself, you know, it's tricky. It's I'm five not, foot three. I'm five foot nothing. I'm five five, actually. He says. For the record. Yes, do get in touch. If you go to the theatre, 
week commencing the 17th of May. Please do get in touch. We would love to hear from you. And we might even get you on the show. If the timings work out, then that would be great for remotely, of course. Wonderful. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Lucy. You're welcome. And we shall be in your ears again soon. Goodbye. Ah, 